Welcome to the Pop In. This is the adjacent podcast of Flop Stars where we run through the big music news and new music moments of the week. We're going to talk about brand new Rihanna in a second. Also, does Pink have a bop or a flop with her brand new song as she enters her mum pop era? All that coming up in a second. Flop Stars. But Sam Murphy, you're still a little bit weary from going to the 1975 concert at Madison Square Garden. I'm bloody tired. I'm so tired. I've been exhausted all day from my big rock concert. Um, and you have been too, because you've been at the Dua Lipa concert. We were almost at concerts, what, like eight hours apart or something like that? Yeah, just two of the most anticipated concerts of the year. And it's so funny because I was watching, Monday I was at another Dua Lipa thing where I actually got to meet her, which was amazing. And then I had a really late night Monday. Oh, humble brag. And then yesterday, I was trying to be humble with it, but it was pretty, it was pretty special. It was very, oh, yeah, very lovely. Oh, you great job. It was very, no, it was lovely. It was a cute little thing. At a place called the Crypto Castle. Um, and yesterday, really? yeah, there's a thing called the Crypto Castle. A guy who like founded a website has a place called the Crypto Castle and they did it there. And I don't know why. Um, and like, if no you go way. on Google Maps, it's literally called Crypto Castle on the map. Like we, there were people ordering Ubers from it, from Crypto Castle back to the CBD, which is just <laughs> ridiculous. Um, oh my but God. I enjoyed watching the 1975 um, show that you were at on uh, Twitch. They streamed it. Amazon streamed it on Twitch. Um, and yeah. it was actually very immersive and genuinely quite lovely to watch. But I was laying on the couch thinking about having a nap whilst you were literally in the crowd. How was that? It looked amazing. It was um, quite an experience. So I, it looked great on the screen. Like you could tell there were moments that he kind of faced the back of the stage and you were like, what is he doing? And then you'd look up on the screen and you'd be like, oh, wow, that looks amazing. Yeah. But basically, I don't know if you could, if it was a different atmosphere at home but the vibe was quite confusing at the beginning like mm-hmm. it he was obviously stumbling all over the stage he was like slurring his words and i was like we are just witnessing like one of the all-time breakdowns like right in front of us yeah. it was like quite uncomfortable to watch and then i i watched him do certain things like he'd go and pick up a chair and take it from one point to another and then i it kind of clicked for me i was like he knows exactly what he's doing. Like he's yeah. on board. And then the first album was all that kind of performance art thing. And then he goes away. The The stage goes dark and he comes back on in a black suit looking like dapper as ever and just goes, all right, enough with that art shit. And just plays, <laughs> um, if you're too shy, let me know. And just like takes on this whole new rock star persona. And I was like, bloody hell, for the last hour, you've had me so confused. As somebody just told me on TikTok, it's for um, intellectuals. So that's probably why I didn't <laughs> click. You would never. On the performance art thing. So obviously it went straight over my head. But my (laughs) issue with it was that some of the great songs off the new album were dulled by the confusion of the whole performance art thing. And they would have just sounded so great in amongst their hits. I'm all for playing an album start to finish, but I don't know. It just didn't have um, the sincerity of the album for me. But the spectacle once they hit that greatest hits run was um, almighty. I've never seen them before. So... 
This wow. was new for me. How was Dua on her seven thousandth show of the year? <laughs> you can tell she is ready to wrap that fucking thing up. She's re- <laughs> she is she done. She never wants to hear levitating ever again in her life. <laughs> it was a really great show. I mean, it's just hit after hit. It's about ninety minutes. It's nice yeah. and compact. It's just smashing through the songs. Um, there were moments that I was surprised she didn't do in full. Like IDGAF just becomes like an interlude, basically between yeah. Um, the, one of the four acts of the show. Um, but, you know, there, there's, a, there's a section where she does all of the collaborations. So she does One Kiss into Electricity into Cold Heart, and that's quite a nice little moment. That is the best part of the show, the club yeah, part. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. And, yeah, it's like a welcome it's to Club so Future good. nostalgia. It, look, and honestly, like I say, she's ready to, you know, she's, she's absolutely done with this, with this show. She still puts it on, and she's doing an amazing job yeah. every night. And I think for her, you know, Australia was a very early market to adopt her. So I think being back in Sydney where she played, you know, one of her very early international shows, um, a show that you and I were both at, uh, 200, 250 yeah. people in Newtown, um, to see her Back go when from Blow that- My Mind was a single. Yeah. That was what the tour was supporting. It was that. It was that. It was after Hotter Than Hell. And, you know, she hadn't really broken through beyond sort of some very uh, light radio play and sort of like the blogosphere yeah. that we were in at the time. You know, we were kind of championing her as like pop fans, and and if you knew, you knew. But she wasn't this global superstar. And then last night, you know, it, just the juxtaposition stood out to me so much of how far she's come in those five six years. Yeah. Um, and she's she's made for those arenas. Her dancing is so good now. Um, and and she's you know she's rehearsed within an inch of her life, and it all works. But it also felt very. She's very engaging with the audience now. She knows how to work those arena rooms because she's had so much practice doing them yeah. now. Um, and she feels like a, a you know I, I know. This is it's kind of a moot point to say Dua Lipa is a proper pop star now, but like she actually, I was unsure as to how she would go in those arena settings, and she absolutely yeah. dominated that arena last night. We were actually quite far back up in the bleachers, um, but it still felt very present and very, um, very for- forward. And it, yeah, it was a really, really good show. And I'm kind of glad that it didn't blow out too much. I think it was actually she got 19 songs away in 90 minutes. And it didn't didn't wow. fap around, no encore, and I really respected that. She just Love ended on a high that. and you know, it, it all felt right. Just ended on a high, <coughs> don't start now. You know, almost like a when you when you bring all of the um, crew back on stage after a musical and sort of like everyone does the bow yeah. over the instrumental at the end, wraps it up, plays I wanna dance with somebody as everyone walks out. Wrapped a nice little ribbon on Perfect. it and is wrapping a nice little ribbon on this era. And then I reckon new music is very, very, very imminent. I cannot believe that she is on her second album, it sounds like a greatest hit set. You know? Like, it's so tight. When I saw it, I was like, banger after banger after banger. And she's only on her second album. Like, this is giving, like, teenage dream Katy Perry level shit. Legit. And even (laughs) what comes next is not Katy Perry level because that's ground level. (laughs) No prism, please. We don't want a prism. Although we kind of want the songs in prism. We just don't want the prism. I'll take raw. I'll take raw and birthday. You and can walking leave on the air. Rest. I'll take walking on air. Oh, I'm walking on air, of course. Happily. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it kind of it, it it very much and even the songs that weren't like massive singles, things like Boys Will Be Boys, um, you know, still made so much sense in that set and absolutely went off. So yeah, if you've got a chance to see do it in the final dying days of this show, um, go and do it. If you haven't been part of the like million people who've already seen it. Is this that. the last leg? Yeah, this is the very last leg. So what do you reckon? Album twenty 20- Summer next year and tour. I reckon, yeah. Back I reckon twenty four. I reckon, I reckon new era March April kind of thing. You know, a couple of months off to enjoy okay. the sort of sun, but or you know the snow where you idiots are. 
Um, and then she'll be back. <laughs> oh, you'd think Jewel Ape is going into the sun. That bitch is straight off to the Bahamas. <laughs> 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 she will avoid it at all. Avoid the snow no. at all costs. And she deserves it. She's on that never-ending tour. Flop stars. Another big story this week: the Selena Gomez uh, documentary is out on. Is it on Apple TV Plus? Is that where you watch it? Remember? Uh, I believe so. Which is why I won't be touching it with a yardstick. Um, but I like Apple TV Plus. It scares me. Clicking on the app scares me. <laughs> Why? I need it, like, in the desktop, like Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably a Netflix app, too. But it just scares me. I don't touch Apple Music or Apple TV because they're not not on the desktop, (laughs) on the the browser, on the Chrome. So you need it. You need it to be within Chrome to be comfortable for you. I need to type in (laughs) www.appletv.com. What do you do on the, like, on your, do you have an actual television? Do you? No, just a computer. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes a bit more sense. I get that. Because I've got an Apple TV, like the the box thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I It's the very first button. It's the very first button there. And so it comes up with all the great shows you can watch on Apple TV (laughs) Plus, including the one where, um, the one where Mark Ronson goes through a bunch of songs and, oh, yeah. And sounds and stuff. That was quite a good show. That That didn't get another season, did it? Absolutely not. No, he went through all no. the different tools and he, he, he went into a giant tunnel to record a reverb. Um, he went into a 47 kilometer <laughs> tunnel to record the world's longest reverb. And, you know, that took a whole episode to get through. So, yeah, that's why you should subscribe good. to Apple TV+. Plus. Good, Selena good. Gomez documentary, neither of us have watched it. What has the feedback been like so far? Um, well, it's getting a lot of attention online, mostly because there's a lot of backlash. Apparently, her best friend is a pain in the neck in it. Um, so there's a lot of backlash for that. And also her, um, her, is it liver? Liver? Uh, she Kidney. Who? Kidney. Her oh. kidney donor has unfollowed her on Instagram after she said that Taylor Swift was her only friend in the industry. Um, so that's the backlash from the doco. But by all reports, it's very good and she's very raw um, and gives a very honest look into her mental health issues because I think these artist docos are crap usually. Mm. Like the Taylor Swift one was was just gave oh, nothing. You know absolutely. my thoughts on the Shania Twain one from a few weeks back. Yep. Um, but apparently this one is very good and I would expect that Selena would give that because I think she has a very good bullshit radar. Yeah, I think she's got one of the more interesting journeys. I think she's had a very interesting... Yeah career and I, I say interesting because it hasn't always been the highest of highs it's actually been probably more um more sort of lows and and valleys than it has been peaks there's sort of been yeah you know, absolutely occasionally she'll have a moment on the top but it's probably been a little while now and she's been doing this for so fucking long that there's a yeah. lot of, of interest in in her mind and her health and yeah I will actually get around to watching it this weekend I think when I'm not at various Dua Lipa related events Maybe you can FaceTime me and so I can watch it. That's not a bad TV. idea. Yeah, so we don't yeah. go to www.appletv.com. Um, <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to get over this fear. You've got to see someone about this. It's unhealthy for you. I literally looked up, I watched the morning show on like a pirated website <laughs> because I just couldn't figure it out. 
Oh, dear. Um, all right, so beyond Apple TV Plus um, to the Apple Music-sponsored <laughs> halftime show of the Super Bowl. Is um, it really Apple Music-sponsored? They've got the sponsorship now. They took it over from oh, Pepsi, God, baby. Oh, God, I'm fucked. Yep, took it over. Um, we've got brand new music from Rihanna. Obviously, we've had a couple of weeks now to sit with Lift Me Up. Um, you know, we've, we've unpacked this on the podcast last week, but there's a bit of an update yeah. in, t- in terms of new music from Rihanna. This woman has the hide <laughs> <laughs> to put Johnny Depp in a friggin' Savage Fenty show and then tell everybody that the Super Bowl doesn't mean a new album. They're two separate things. What are you going to do? Roll out hits that are like 29 years old now? <laughs> Seriously, if Lift Me Up is the only new song she performs, I'm out. Weren't we ha- did, wasn't there another song coming? Wasn't there another song last week? Yeah, it was meant to, there was meant to be two singles on the Black Panther soundtrack, but that didn't happen either. So, Mate, I tell like, you what, I will tell you what, this is giving Lady Gaga, The Cure, Coachella, absolutely. music to come. It's, it's the same absolutely. thing. Yep. Same it's so thing. annoying. If you're just going to do the skincare and the undies and stuff, just tell us so that yep. we can just give up because Move we're on. not coming back for a little ballad every four years, you know? No. No. And don't get me wrong, I'll still buy. I have the undies. I have the skincare. I have it all. So do I'm not mad. Un- I just want to know where to focus my energy. Do you have the Rihanna undies? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh. I, I don't think I have them on. Not I that I would show them. my underwear. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to see them. So could just tell we me do you have, them. We do have some decorum here. Some. Minimal. <laughs> Even though we don't have an HR department. <laughs> our silent producer is our HR department. We all know this. It has to resolve many disputes between the two employees. Who I have stars. relations with, so <laughs> it's already a bias. <laughs> the poison chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Stars. <laughs> All right, let's do pop or flop, baby. These are the big new songs of the week. We have to decide one side of the fence. We've got Jason Derulo with new music in a sec. We're also going to talk about that Avril Lavigne and Youngblood song that's come out and sounds like 2005. Um, but let's start with SG Lewis. Lifetime is the new single. There is an album coming in January and it's sounding pretty much like the last album, isn't it? In a very good way. I don't think so. Really? No. No, I think he's had a major breakthrough. I feel like he's singing more. He's writing like complete pop songs. True. And Lifetime, I think, is the best song he's ever made that just has his vocals on it. Yep. Yep, I would agree with you on that, and I, I actually do see what you mean. I, don't, I wouldn't consider it to be a major step forward. It just almost feels like a sort of, you know, coming together of everything. And I, I'm always a big fan of when a producer who has traditionally been shy on the vocals, and we've talked about this with Calvin in the past, when the yeah. producers who are traditionally shy on the vocals start to show, you know, <laughs> the fact that they actually can sing. And it's just, they get yeah. dwarfed sometimes when you get such incredible vocalists on, on your records, like SG did on, on um, the last one, which name escapes me for some reason. Um, yeah. Time. It's, time. I thought it was, it was like time. Very diff- times. Times. Times? Yeah, times. I've got it. I've got it on Dumb vinyl. Name. One of my favourite vinyls. My far- it's my Friday night vinyl, as discussed. Um, but yeah, I, I really <laughs> like when they do this, but it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like a major step forward. It just feels like, yeah, a little, a little leap, but it all feels cohesive to the last record, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, yeah, I guess it, it bridges nicely, but mm. for me, I'm just connecting more to the work. The work on times with featured artists 
I liked a lot more than his the stuff that didn't have any features on it. Yeah, Whereas on you. this record, I've loved Missing You and Lifetime. Yeah. Probably even more than like vibes like this or I think there was another. Oh, no, he had the Tuve Lu one as well, which is very good. Everything's yeah. been good. And just the Great sort work. of like Bob. even the video for, for Lifetime, like it, this feels like a pop star now. You know, it was a yeah, producer. Yeah, he's got budget now. Yeah. He's taking that Dua Lipa money and he's putting it to good use. <laughs> and he deserves it. You know, it's it's kind of him and Fred again that are sort of, you know, two of the producers at the very front of this sort of disco dance pop kind of, you know, melting pot that I, I love yeah. seeing kind of coming to the front of their projects at the moment. And it can be very difficult for yeah. someone who's spent so long behind the scenes to actually consider themselves worthy enough to come to the front of their project. And, you know, seeing him up on that stage in the video for Lifetime is a really, is a really beautiful moment. Um, so, yeah, it's a bop for me as well. I genuinely do not have an S.G. Lewis song that I don't like. There, there has not been an S.G. Lewis song that I don't like, and that's a very rare statement. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm trying to think. No, probably not a worthwhile exercise to find. No, anyway, I don't think it is. No. You know, we, we stay positive here. Toxic <laughs> positivity is the mood of the podcast, as, as is regularly discussed. Um, there is a brand new song for Speaking of. her pinkness. It's time for Never Gonna Not Dance Again, which I have butchered the name of on the radio about 15 times in the last week. This just feels like, <laughs> it feels like an AI <laughs> made this song after listening to 300 hours of Pink. Like, it's, the, I literally burst out laughing when there's the line <laughs> about fighting and then, like, not fighting and then fighting. I was like, this is just so what, as told through, like, a Lizzo filter, basically. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's so just like I don't know. I don't even hate it. Like I, t- yeah. <laughs> it's just so middle of the road that it's unhateable, isn't it? It's incredible, <laughs> and you best believe all the Judies and Carries in the car are going to be bumping <laughs> along to this all summer long in Australia, like <sighs> loving it. Is that as a, it, this has got to be the most added song of the week on Australian radio? It'll go yes, number one for sure. It is. It absolutely is. It's just, it's about as pink as it gets. Um, it's it's <laughs> sort of like an up-tempo what about us, you know. I remember when that first came out. I've told you this story. I was at a sweet, gr- I was walking to a sweet green in LA and I first heard what about us and I was like, righto, she's jumped the shark. She's officially just doing mum pop now. And this is like mum pop on steroids. Um, she's officially just leaning into post-pandemic mum era and, you know, being more topical than usual because she's run out of things in her personal life to discuss. So it's already been unpacked over the last few few records. So this is, you know, leaning into just, just the world, the world at large. Um, but you're right. It's so fucking inoffensive and, and middle of the road. That it's unhateable. And objectively, it is a bop. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we were watching the video and we were like, let's try and guess what kind of character comes up next. Because we were like, of course, there's a fat kid in it. Of course, yeah. there's an old person in it. Yeah. Of course, there's a rapper in it. Of course, there's a grocery store attendant. And, of course, at the end, they all dance. Like, yeah. yeah. Justin Timberlake can't stop feeling. <laughs> I don't even know who Pink is so riled up by. Who does she want to fight? Because it seems to me like she appeals to, like, nearly every single person on the planet. Not even the Republicans want to fight her. Well, I mean, if you look at Irrelevant, I mean, that was her kind of talking about the fight, you know, for abortion rights, which I, and you know, I, I still look at Irrelevant. I'm like, that's a 
actually excellent pop song. A really, really good yeah. one. Um, and, yeah. you know, this, this almost feels like it's sort of a more joyful and optimistic cousin. Um, so yeah. I, I think this is probably going to be a very successful record for her. Um, you know, what's coming from this. I mean, it's been two objectively good pop songs in a row that are going to absolutely smack through the middle of the demographic that she's going for. So, yeah, yeah. there's nothing objectively wrong Worth with it. Worth mentioning that it's, it's Max too. Max I thought Martin. it was Max. I hadn't looked at this, yeah. but it, yeah. And it's, it's Max on like 2013 Max form yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right, well, well done, Pink. You don't need any more accolades because you're getting plenty. I was at the, um, the arena I went to um, last night. Um, as you go up the elevator, there's a whole <laughs> wall and a plaque dedicated to Pink. I'll show you a photo. Is it the record-breaking one? Where it's she the record-breaking like 35 one. shows? Yeah, because at Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, which is the big arena that she did, they've dedicated just a single column to her as you walk yeah. in the foyer. So there's like 25 uh, columns holding up Rod Labor Arena and they've just painted one of them pink and put her logo up there and a plaque to say she did the most. But this is the, oh, I've just realised you won't be able to, there you go, that's the pink wall at. Oh my gosh. Udos Bank Arena. It's huge. You literally go up the main elevator into the, into the upper <laughs> echelons and there's a whole wall and the plaque, plaque says something, but I didn't take a close enough photo. Um, so what I'm That's pink, insane. Yeah, she's doing fine. Jason Rulo's got new music uh, with Australia's Shouse called Never Let You Go. Another Jason Derulo teaming up with a random and unexpected collaborator situation. It's wild how crazy big this Australian dance act have got because they were so niche. Yeah. Back in the day when they first came out, obviously the song popped off during the pandemic. Yeah. They popped another one out um, over the holiday period and it basically sounds the same as the first one, just seven yep. years apart. And now Jason Derulo's jumped on it. Like, it's it's nuts. And Jason Derulo has zero shame at this point. None. He will jump on absolutely anything that goes viral. Um, and he's made an absolute mess of it. And good for him. Exactly. He deserves it. The guys seem happy with the, with the collaboration as well. So, well done to everyone involved. Um, I think it kind of ruins the original. Um, it was quite a melancholic kind of track. And Jason's turned it into this sort yeah. of, like, sort of vocal mess, um, but good, good on everyone involved. <laughs> and I mean, you're so right about him being shameless with these collaborations now, and I kind of love it. I think it's actually a real... He was the first one that was smart enough to jump on the TikTok songs, find beats that were going yeah. viral, find who did them, turn them into proper songs. Of course, this started with Savage Love with Josh, the Kiwi producer, um, and then it just kept going Which from I there. believe originally he didn't credit. He just did it and then yes. it's credit later, <laughs> which is the way to do it, honestly. Totally. Just get it done. <laughs> Rip off young creators. Yeah. And then Savage Love got so ridiculous that it ended up being BTS on it as well for no apparent reason, just because because numbers. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we had Jiggle Jiggle, um, which was Louis Thoreau. Ah. He produces Duke and Jones, and then Jason Rulo jumped on and actually did quite a beautiful, like, melody over the top of it. And for some reason, that song actually really feels quite nice to me. Um, but yeah, I, can't, I don't really care for this song. Um, but well done to Shouse for literally just, they were playing at raves three years ago in Melbourne, 
like and playing at like yeah. house parties and stuff, and then all of a sudden, and now they'd be rich as fuck. Yeah, proud of them. Go legends. What are you? Are, we, are you doing flop or bop? Because I mean, all I heard was it's oh, a mess, definitely flop. Great. Yeah. Not yeah. No toxic positivity has been cancelled now. Flop stars. Um. Yeah. Hey, can you tell me about Hemlock Springs and this song called Girlfriend that I'm fucking obsessed with after listening to it when you put it on the sheet today? I would love to. 23-year-old, um, North Carolina, blown up on TikTok. I think it's all independent, but you never know. Mm. Um, but it looks very independent. She had one song that went off um, a couple months back and got about one and a half million streams on Spotify, which is great for your debut release. Yeah. Um, but this one, Girlfriend, I just checked, it's nearly up to three million streams. Came out on Friday. <laughs> so it's absolutely popping off. Yeah. Yep. She does like a, I mean, when I put it on TikTok, everyone was jumping in with who they think she sounds like and no one can quite put their finger on it, but it's yep. a bit of a Santa Gold Marina of Montreal, Friendly Fires, Phoenix, that kind of world. Um, yep. But updated for now, which I think is, it's the perfect time for something like that because I just think that sound is really coming back into vogue. And I think um, the Harry album dipping into those real alternative indie influences, I think it's going to be the next big sound in pop to take off, but I think it's going to go to a real mainstream level much more than it did back in um, 2000, like late 2010s. Yeah. So this is really exciting. She's just absolutely killing it. People on TikTok love her, but she's got a real genuine warmth to her and, uh, and seems to be genuinely surprised by what's happening right now. Oh, you just love to say it. The song is so magic and I think you're right about the production and this this kind of instrumentation. It's definitely it's definitely got a tie, it's definitely got a space at the moment as well. And I think we had this discussion yeah. about like pop voices, especially female pop voices that aren't cutting through at the moment. And you get someone like Hemlock Springs come along and just completely herself. Just so yeah. authentically her. The personality is so there on top of such a beautiful instru instrument instrumental as well. Um, yeah, I think this is a really, really special one. Beautifully said. And we yeah. erase black voices in alternative pop music so often. Um, when you think about... I was thinking about it a lot the other day about what Santa Gold did for alternative music and how she was kind of wiped from the conversation in favour of names like Phoenix and Arctic Monkeys and Passion Pit and, yep. and bands like that, Animal Collective. So it's just good to have this movement happening for Hemlock Springs and hopefully doing it the right way this time. Yeah, 100%. And you're so right. I mean, it, it frustrates me so much, like, as a pop fan and I look back on the pop that I liked when I was 2017, you know, when it was 2017, 2018 and it was so white and it still is so, so white, white as well. And it, yeah. it, it is re it's, it can be a really frustrating conversation. So to see someone like this coming through with such an authentic voice and such a beautiful song um, is a really exciting yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Let's keep, let's keep following Hemlock Springs because a couple of tunes in, this is going to be one to watch for sure. Um, we talked about the doco that both of us haven't watched because you don't um, trust the Apple TV app. Um, but let's talk about the song, My Mind and Me, from Selena. <laughs> um, it's definitely a soundtrack song, yeah. isn't it? But, you know, it's not bad for a soundtrack song. It's a, it's a cut above your usual run-of-the-mill soundtrack song. Not wrong. Um, but, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a 
bop, but I'm not crazy about it. I probably wouldn't listen to it again, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I literally have nothing to say on it. It's just, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Well done, anyone involved in the Selena project. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just haven't cared about a Selena Gomez song in like five years. This is the problem that I'm finding. Really? There is a song that may be my favourite song of the year, but um, Selena wasn't on it when I loved it, but it's an Afrobeats artist called Rima, and she jumped on the remix of Calm Down and does a great job with it. I'm really into it. Okay, I'll give that a go. Yeah, I I mean, she hasn't had anything significant for a while. I think Rare was pretty, like, middle of the road. Um, Yeah, oh, that had Lose You To Love Me. God, how long ago was that? 2020 was rare. Feels like it it was 80 years ago. Yeah, that feels very pre-pandemic to me. We should do rare on the unflop stars. Pop it on the list. Yeah, pop it on the list next time. We've (laughs) given away one we were going to do now. No, we said we're going to cancel that one. I'll bleep it out. Yeah, we are. We are. If you wanted that episode, it's not happening anymore. (laughs) All right, what's our next one? It's York. York is an Australian artist. We love this. Yeah, this is... I, I've um, been watching her since the beginning, obviously, and I was kind of gobsmacked by this song, mm. by the growth that she's showing in her songwriting, by the strength of her voice, mm. by the, the production that's really been beefed up. The storytelling is so much more vivid. Um, just really gone from a, a good upcoming artist to a potentially great upcoming artist. She got yeah. a nod from Taylor Swift, liking her cover of All Too uh-huh. Well on TikTok. And now she's got this song, which is very much in the All Too Well, Red, Speak Now vibe. Um, I think the Swifties are going to love her, but I also think she's going to really capture the minds of people who like Julia Michaels, um, even Selena Gomez, just really honest songwriters. And it's exciting that it's coming out of Australia and she's a, she's a nice gal. So props to her. And we love to see a nice gal doing well. Um, and look, she was one of those artists that was born out of the pandemic. I mean, first music on a major label came out throughout the pandemic. Not born in the pandemic because that no. would make her a year two. and a half. Yeah. Years. And she's some more sophisticated than a two-year-old, or at least a two-year-old that I know. You know, I know the kids are getting smarter these days. You've got 14 year old you've got bloody 10-year-olds walking around with phones now. And they, they know everything. Oh, my God, woke. this sounds like AM radio now. <laughs> I don't we, know what they're doing with their phones what stuck to their cheek. Will I wake up and sit there a while? What do I need them for? <laughs> what are you, what are you You're 10. Go outside and play. And come home. Come home when the sun goes down. That's your. And be up in time for the milkman. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, back to York. My Um, dad used to do the milk run. Can you imagine that? Getting up and dropping milk at someone's doorstep? Now it'd be a fucking nightmare. People would be like, oh, can I have almond milk? Can I have soy milk? It's like, no, you're getting the shit from the cows two doors down. If they don't tell you to fuck off before you get there, because everyone lives in a gated community now and no one wants you anywhere near their doorstep. Some random rocking up my doorstep, putting the juice that comes out of cow's teats at the door. The fuck are you doing? (laughs) 
my apartment block has like 700 apartments and imagine going down and rustling through the milks to find your like half soy half fat where is it you fucking nightmare <laughs> the point of this was to spotlight York she'll be happy with this um I just love how cinematic this is. And yeah, she she hasn't really had a moment to sort of really sort of explode. And it feels like this might be the one that does it and takes a kind of beyond. You know, if you listen to Triple J here in Australia, you're across York, you know, relatively. Um, but yeah. it's it's kind of been it's been a slow build, and that's a really that's a really important thing to note, you know, that the last couple of years has meant a slow build for many, and then it's meant an absolute meteoric rise for others. And I, I have a lot of respect for those who continue to release a really solid discography over a few years. And then that moment will arrive, you know, naturally. And then you've got an amazing discography and a lot of skin in the game once things start to move, you know, sort of, sort of seismically for you. Um, yeah. And yeah, this song, this song's just excellent. So yeah, it's a bop from me. Fletcher's already back with new music. The album wasn't long yeah. ago. And there's Sucker Punch now. Deluxe edition, baby. The second best song called Sucker Punch that I've ever heard. First goes to Sigrid still. Yeah, I agree. But I can't think of any others apart from those two. No, neither. So technically she's in last place. Yeah, it's the worst song called Sucker Punch I've ever heard, technically. It's still still excellent. (laughs) I think it's really good. Like, I was lukewarm on this Fletcher album, but this song I was totally won over by. It's a real vibe. Really, like, energetic, pulsating, just, like... It's got a, it's got a feeling to it that I that I like. She's been consistently one of my favorite pop stars to have conversation with. She is just so fucking self aware. She knows exactly who yeah. she is. She is, you know, we talk about hard on sleeve in pop music. She does it in fucking real time. She puts stuff out while yeah. she's going through the yeah. breakup. Like she doesn't just write it yeah. and wait two years to put it out. She just puts it out and just goes, you know, this is what I'm dealing with right now. She made a whole series of videos yeah. for her record, The Sex Tapes, while she was still living with her ex-partner who made the videos. Like it was just That's queer crazy. chaos. And you know what the funny thing is? You speak to so many other, I spoke to Upsal the other week, who's one of these great pop stars who's kind of, you know, come up in the last couple of years through TikTok. And you talk about their favourite pop stars and you talk about people like G-Flip's favourite pop star and they all just say Fletcher. Fletcher yeah. is the pop star, your favourite pop star's favourite pop star because she's so fucking self-aware and just not, you know, there's just no bullshit about her, but it's also still quite like pristine and polished at the same time. It's yeah. a really nice kind of combination. Let's do the final song but- of the week, Avril. Youngblood, together in Young a collaboration Blood. of Youngblood's dreams for I'm a mess. I'm a mess. What an unexpected, well, not really unexpected. I suppose they share similar collaborators. Yeah. But unexpected for me to hear Avril go back to, I think this is the closest she's been to the sound of like her debut and like the My Happy Ending era. Is that what that album was called? Whatever her second album was called. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is the closest she's gotten back to that. And I don't think it's like incredible by any means, but. I think it's a pretty strong ballad and I just love hearing her back in this lane with Youngblood who's increasingly becoming a more um, mainstream voice which can only mean good things. Yeah, I mean Dom Dom's always this has always been the the area that he's going to go into but I mean you look at the collaborations he's now done. I mean he's worked with Demi 
He's worked with Willow. He's worked with Machine Gun Kelly, Denzel Curry, Imagine Dragons, Travis Barker, Halsey, Black Bear. I mean, the collaborations that he chooses just makes so much sense for explaining who he is and what he's about. And I think this is an an excellent step into, you know, the the co-sign of being able to do a song that not just is with Avril, but is such a it's such a duet, and it's such a yeah, you know, they're both absolutely. very invested in this track. And you're right, it does hark back to kind of Avril's you know glory ballads um, in the two yeah. thousands, and it doesn't feel like that sort of you know we we all heard the last Avril record, and it doesn't feel like that. And I think that's a really good thing. The, that record was great on its own, but Dom has now done enough of that sort of pop punk world stuff that I think he can afford to, you know, to go into this world a little bit more and, and to do it with Avril is just a masterstroke. So, yeah, it's a bop. from Yeah. And he needs a, like, I know he's got his real cult and a growing large cult, but I think he's ready to make that next step up and he needs a song like this to do it. I don't think this song will do it, but yeah. I think he's, he's edging closer. Well, that has been the pop-in. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you. Head over to your feed right now. Share the pop in around if you like new music and, um, you know, talking about music from right now. But if you like a little bit of a deep dive, we are going back to 2007. This was a world where bands like Enter Shikari and Klaxons were rolling around making their silly little indie songs. And whilst they were doing that, one of Pop's great, loud, ridiculous voices was shining through like a rainbow with a leprechaun at the end. Mika, <laughs> life in cartoon motion, is the subject of Pop Stars oh this Lord. week. And we're going to unpack this 11 songs of pure pop joy on Flop Stars this week. Go over and check it out in your feed right now. Flop Stars. Flop Stars.